So many people are searching for answers these days because there's so much unknown and so much stress. I'll be back with a good friend in just a moment to talk about it. This is Nero Feliciano, and welcome to the All Things Life Podcast. I'm a wife, a mom of four, and a cognitive psychotherapist. And I'm really excited to share these conversations and interviews with you that will hopefully help you live a healthier, fuller, and more peaceful life. Well, welcome back to the podcast, and I hope all of you are doing well. We had a stretch of 70-degree weather in Connecticut in November, so on those days, nobody needs therapy. I didn't get any calls, nothing. Everyone's happy. Everyone's outside. That's a little bit of an exaggeration. Life still goes on, but it really does make a difference in how we cope with things. And today, we're talking about a big area of coping for many people, spirituality and religion, and what really is the difference. I know for me, I've actually, even though I've had a faith and a relationship with God pretty much all my life, for as long as I can remember, I've never considered myself a religious person. And I think that is because when I think of the word religion, I think very ritualistic and something that is more here on earth rather than transcendent, a part of our souls and connection. And that's just my definition of it. I don't think that is the correct definition of it, if there is a correct definition, because it can mean different things to different people. Today, I'm talking with podcaster, mom of three, former TV news anchor for 15 years, and now talk show host, Sunny Abada, who has just become one of the people who I really hold so dear to my heart. She is such an empath, as you will hear, and just a good person. I had wanted to have her on my podcast, so I texted her and said, hey, you know, would love to have you on my podcast. What do you want to talk about? And she, this woman can talk about so many different things, and you definitely check out her talk show, We Gotta Talk with Sunny Abada, and her website, which I'll put links to in the show notes. But she said to me, I would like to talk about my journey into spirituality and how I've been searching for answers. And I thought that is so relevant right now. And now... Just listening back to this conversation, it was such a beautiful conversation, and and I felt like it was very similar to many conversations that I have with my friends. I have friends from many different religious traditions and backgrounds, different types of faiths, even just within the Christian faith, and have experienced it differently, but it's so normal to have questions at different times. I have questions, many of my friends have questions. And I just love what happens over the course of this conversation. I have found that more people are looking to explore their faith, explore spirituality, explore those big questions. What does this mean? What does my life mean? How does this all work? And can I find answers to questions that I have not found answers to anywhere else? I think regardless of what religious tradition you come from, I really think it's important that we engage in these conversations, especially as Christians, and we listen to other people's stories, to other people's journeys with, as my friend Amy Julia said, with a curiosity to understand where they're coming from, to understand what they might be going through in this moment, and then leave room for God to show up in these conversations. And I really think He did in this one. So here is my conversation with my friend and journalist, Sunny Abada. 
Sunny, thank you for joining me today on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I have to say I'm a little nervous asking you the questions because you are so good at that. So definitely we'll go back and forth. You know, if you have questions, throw it out there too. So um, one thing I didn't share with you when we were talking about this podcast is as therapists, we are seeing the topic of spirituality brought up in sessions more than we ever have. I mean, that's, that's a topic that oftentimes doesn't creep into our sessions um, unless you are kind of a faith-based type practitioner. But every almost every single therapist I know said that people are leaning in that direction. So I think you're going to have a lot to offer as to why this is happening. So what has led you to explore spirituality more during this time? I think I've always been a, I, I have been always a religious person. I was born and raised Catholic. I was one of those kids who without prompting from any outside forces, just out of curiosity and an interest, read the Bible and always was seeking out specific prayers. I was a super nerd. (laughs) (laughs) My friends were like rebelling and drinking at 13. And I was like, you know, what saint can I pray to? I mean, just, you know, very, um, just always interested in, in that path. So what, all that being said, being still a practicing Catholic and raising my children and my family in that faith, um, I started to want to go beyond that experience and start to understand the connection that spirituality has to religion. Mm. In my opinion, sometimes it can feel a little, um, any religion with its practice prayers and its practice rituals and tradition can feel a little dogmatic. It can feel a little predictable to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and not in a bad sense. Yep. Um, as, routine, as a Catholic, you know, routine, routine and wrote. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so um, I started to, especially during this time of self-reflection, like so many people try to look for ways that allow me to tap into my spirit that were, that were in addition to that. Right. So we still pray as a family. We still do that. But I was feeling a true calling to really understand what was happening in me, Mm. which I was describing as like sort of an energetic block of sorts or something in my spirit was heavy. Like again, so many people. So I've been down several different paths recently and talking to spiritual mediums. I even did a birth chart reading Mm -hmm. with um, an astrologer, which I know there's so many conflicting views and on religions about those two things in particular. Um, I've reconciled it in my own mind and with those close to me by, you know, through my own process. We can get into that if you want, but um, I've actually found it to be tremendously helpful to look at our spirituality from like a more holistic standpoint, in addition to our religious standpoint, because that's where, to me, I started to unlock my very specific answers, right? Like sometimes the specific things that we have going on, there's not always answer in the Bible Mm -hmm. or an answer from your pastor or your priest. And so I guess that's where it kind of started. I was just really wanting to like add a little hot fudge on my, on the Sunday, you know, (laughs) like a little extra. (laughs) Yep. So tell me, because you've explored some of these paths, I want to hear about what your experiences has been like talking to a medium, looking at the charts, because I think there are people who have a curiosity about this. Now in my spiritual tradition. And I'll I'll talk about the astrology piece because I am Sri Lankan American. My parents were raised in the East. That is a very common practice when a child is born to have those um, charts drawn up. And it's actually a very scientific practice. So I would love to tell you a little bit about a story that I have about that. But I want to hear about what, what have you gained from those experiences? So it's my personal belief that 
souls and spirits live on beyond our physical passing. So Mm -hmm. what I learned, I guess I'll start with the spiritual medium first. I did find someone that was, um, that was a little less, um, you know, let's peer into your future. It wasn't that kind of experience. It's crystal ballish. Right. There were Mm -hmm. no crystal balls or like, you know, crazy things happening. It was, um, she's a woman who taps into, um, energies and helps you sort of dive into what's going on inside. And she can and did, um, access, you know, air quotes, some of the spirits that I specifically asked to bring in or to connect to, but she does so only with your express verbal permission. There are parts of the, there were parts of this were broken down into, um, sort of a discussion about our energies. And we talked about from a very like, not scientific, but from like a very practical standpoint, why I was feeling energetically blocked. And, you know, she helped me to see that a lot of the things that I was feeling, and this was through conversation. um, So it was almost like a spiritual therapy session Mm. um, was coming from a feeling of needing to grow. And she's like, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm feeling this block. I'm feeling this power come from you. But what I'm sensing is it's a point of beginning. It's a point of growth. So I want you to shift your perspective. And rather than look at this, I was describing it as a clog, a hair clog in the mm-hmm. drain. Mm-hmm. And she said, what I want you to shift your visual imagery to is a seed, a massive seed that's about to sprout. And what I'm seeing from you is something that's ready to come forth and burst forth. And you are energet- your energy is high right now because just like a seedling that's starting to crack through, there's there's progress being made. And really, gosh, Nero, that was just a massive mind shift for me. It was so helpful because it took what I perceived to be a negative feeling to something positive. Mm. Um, so that's what, what to me was just tremendously helpful from sort of that side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, there was a session where we did that. And then as far as the medium aspect of the discussion, I specifically asked to connect with the spirits and the energies of my two grandfathers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my mom's dad and my dad's dad. And she was pretty spot on with describing, you know, their, how their personalities were, their roles in the family. She said to me, my mom's dad was, um, she said, and I I wrote to her from my, I always like to put this qualification in there because people are like, oh, they can do research on you when you email and try to find out what your job is. So they know what to say. Well, Mm -hmm. I emailed her from my, my married name, which is not connected in any way with any of my professional. I've always used my maiden name Mm -hmm. and I still do in my professional life. So, um, there was no, not that I would ever cast any doubt on people's processes, but I like to sort of eliminate that level of criticism that people sort of automatically go to. So she knew nothing about me or what I do. And she saw this very vivid imagery of my grandfather, my maternal grandfather standing behind me as I sat down and wrote. And she's like, I'm just really, whatever you do or have done for your job or for your calling in life. She's like, I'm seeing him in support of you writing or of you storytelling. Does that make any sense to you? And I was like, oh my gosh, totally makes sense. I mean, mm. you know, I'm a, I have a talk show and I've, I'm a journalist and I spent years in that field and writing has always been my passion. So, I mean, there were a lot of moments that resonated. She was spot on with a lot of the sort of, like I said, descriptions of personalities and the roles of these men and their families. The message that I took from it was one of encouragement. And mm-hmm. there were specific messages from each and, you know, there were sort of personal to what I'm going through that really resonated. And to me, it provided a sense of, I just needed a little bit of extra sprinkling of faith right now. Yep. And just, you know, that feeling that we're not alone yep. and there's, 
something else. And it really provided that for me, whether or not people agree is their own choice, but um, it certainly really resonated with me. And and the whole process I found to be very affirming. So I think you're definitely not alone in seeking some sort of reassurance and comfort and that kind of just that affirmation that we're not alone. And I want to get into what were some of the questions? Because you said, I I had these questions and I don't feel like I got answers in the traditional ways that you'd experienced before. So my whole thing about mediums, and, and I've had clients before who have lost loved ones who've gone to mediums and they've told me about their experiences and, and they're pretty compelling. I have to say, mm-hmm. I, in my religious tradition, you know, I'm a Christian, I don't do mediums. And part of, I have two reasons why I don't do them. And one, I feel like, one, I feel like I do get most of my answers answered by God Mm -hmm. and not Mm -hmm. in the church sense. I mean, sometimes, yes, in the Bible, definitely I, I read something that resonates, God speaks to me in the Bible, but I have learned to ask God these questions directly and receive mm-hmm. answers. And I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about that. But more so than that, I, f- I felt like as, as I was working with these clients, I saw their dependence shift from their own connection with God spiritually to mm-hmm. needing the medium to intercede oh, for them. Oh, that's interesting. You know, mm-hmm. so when I felt like, okay, you can go, go to God directly. Like, this is interesting, but your dependence now is on this person. Because once you receive that information, that you know, then you okay. want to go back and you you want that when, when I feel like God wants to reveal some of this stuff to us directly, but we just have to tap into that relationship. So That's true. Wait, right? and I have mm-hmm. to jump in here because Please. There, mm-hmm. that to me strikes on a key difference between Christianity and Catholicism in particular, where we mm. are taught that our priest is the intermediary, right? right. This, I don't right. want to delve into a criticism of my religion in any way. Sure. I've not really resonated with that. To yep. me, my connection has always been to God. Yes. That is something that, frankly, I've struggled with in Catholicism, the needing the need of the intermediary. So to me, the experience of the medium actually felt more personal because how I was taught was that you go in, you confess to a man who then you know, helps you connect with God. So I, you know, I'm breaking my paradigm in in a way, right? So, but I so love hearing you say that, like you can tap into that and access that yourself. And I, I actually try to tell, I don't try. I do tell my children, even now I said, this is what we believe and this is who we are. But I want you to know every night we pray, I say, dear God, help them Help us hear that whisper in our heart that we know is you talking yes, to us. Yes, that's because what I it is. Because I want them to know that. Yes, yes. And, it is a whisper. And like you said, yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. It's a whisper. And and no matter what religion you technically belong to or what faith you belong to, that's what I want. You know, mm. I want that connection. Mm-hmm. And so maybe like that was my way of sort of flipping my paradigm on its head. But yes. I love hearing you say that, like, you know, because that is what it's about. And, and may, you know, we're all kind of sloppily trying to get to that point where we can just turn that faucet on and feel that connection. Right. And, and searching for that, kind of longing for that. I think we were created for that connection. So, and it makes sense coming from a Catholic tradition, why that having an intermediary might feel more comfortable because Mm -hmm. you've had it. Right. So I I have a good friend and Sonny, you should listen to this podcast sometime on my on my show. And she had a near death experience. She she had never really known Jesus, no pictures of Jesus. Families were not Christian at all. 
died, went to heaven, has a memory of walking with Jesus, talking with Jesus. What? And, yeah. And then came back. It's an extraordinary, extraordinary story and very similar to other stories I've heard of people in this um, experience who've had this experience. So anyway, she came back. I told her, when you go to heaven, you come back, you come back with superpowers because she's she's not like all my other friends. Wow. She knows things. She hears things. And in our church, we call that a gift of prophecy. There are people who definitely know things and hear things. I always believe that God will confirm that to you directly if it's true. But she said to me, as she was working out her own spirituality, she realized she can tap into dark spirits and she can tap into <gasps> light spirits. Oh, yeah. that's creepy. It's creepy. So what she said to me, a lot of people who are in that spiritual world, and her thing is she's like 100% Holy Spirit Jesus. and she. But she said when she went through the whole Reiki, that whole process training because she didn't she didn't have a church she just had these giftings when she came back and she was like what do mm -hmm. i do with this she had them from the time she was very young because this whole thing happened to her when she was 9 she realized there are people who practice and yes they can get a certain information but they're tapping into the dark the dark side dark spirits and she didn't want that because she saw it started in one place but it opened the door to all of this darkness that she saw come out in other ways. Because when, when she was on the show, I asked her, can you use your gifts in two different ways? Do people have that gifting and do they take it two different ways? And she said, absolutely. So when she uses it, she specifically knows mm -hmm. how to tap into a Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit versus some of the darkness that is out there. And she said, it's very yes. real. It's very, very I real. That. I a thousand percent believe that. And that's what I very specifically, um, I actually interviewed another medium for my show, my, my talk show. So it was a video thing and she did a very scarily accurate reading, whatever. But, um, just to say, I've been talking to several mediums, not as a client per se, but, and I asked that specific question, can we, can your clients or your people rely on you just to tap into the positive side of your, cause there's a concern, but like you said, the floodgates open and both of them explained to me mm -hmm. that, you know, that, you can exactly yeah. what your friend said. And, and which is why when I spoke to my medium, she's like, I'm very specific about who and what you want called in because I, I'm not about that, you know? Um, but it is really scary. And frankly, I mean, is it something I'll do again? I don't know. This is a very unique period in, in human history and in our lives. Right. I don't know that I'll go back. I feel satisfied at the moment, but I, that's really important to note. And all of these ones, these two that I spoke with all said or I'm sorry, both said that that's something that they can sort of deliberately turn on and off, which is the only way that I got comfortable with it. Because like you, I was like, oh my gosh, what if we go in and right. someone, something sneaks in. I never used a Ouija board as a kid. I mean, like I was petrified of all that right. stuff. So yeah, that to me was an important precursor and like requis prerequisite of going in knowing, okay, you can control this, right? Because it's kind right. of, it could be scary. And I, you know, and and you're putting a lot into that person's hands who you don't really know, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, mm -hmm. they I can know. tell you I this. Know. So if I, that's the anxiety piece of me that's like, okay, that makes sense that um, mm -hmm. I'm just going to stay away. But, you know, back to what she said to you about the seed, right? And how, mm -hmm. you know, what you experience is in, in one perspective she sees as a seed that's about to burst forward. It's so interesting that you say that because the other day, I swear I had I had 
one of the worst days, and it followed a really good day. And what what we say in my faith tradition is that's called spiritual warfare, because when and actually the secular world has recognized this as they call it resistance. So when you're moving into higher levels of your purpose, there's going to be a natural <sighs> resistance that comes at you, and we we call that spiritual warfare because you're moving into your purposes that God has for you. Right. Oh my gosh, you're like giving me the chills right now. I had no idea about <laughs> yes. any of this. Yes, Stephen Pressfield writes in The War of Art, he talks about this resistance, universal resistance that happens as you're moving into your higher levels, which is what she describes. So as I was feeling this, I, I do my devotional readings every day. You know, I have a book and we, I read scripture. There's like a little message in it too. And it was talking about how the reason I'm feeling pressure, and this is what I say, like when I bring these things to God, like he answers me in different ways. The reason I'm feeling pressure is because I'm about to enter a doorway and the, the doorway is narrow. The doorway is narrow. So, and the doorway to enlightenment is narrow. The doorway into purpose can be narrow. And it's the pressure I'm feeling walking through the door, being squeezed by that door, but it is a doorway into a larger opening, something greater. And that that totally resonated with me. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, that must oh be gosh, what it is. But very similar amazing. to your your seed, your seed analogy, right? Oh my gosh, that it's blowing my mind right now. And you're, I've heard about that book like several times, so I obviously need to like check it out. But yes, I'm going to send so it to you. I'm going to send it to you. Yes, I'm going please to. do. I, mean, I will. And it's crazy to me how universal this experience is. Now, I'm a person who's very in tune, emotionally speaking, so I can I can differentiate between varying levels of, of strife and conflict and understand what I, what I can consciously deal with and what I can't. I mean, in fact, I said to my husband, I know very much what is happening within me. I know it is something that I cannot consciously therapize out. I've been a huge fan of therapy for over a decade. I've sure. work changes, family things. I mean, like everything. I love therapy and I think it is a gift to humankind to connect with someone. Mm. But I very specifically said this level of what I'm dealing with is not therapy level. This level is spiritual level. I agree. And so it is so crazy to hear you say that because I knew viscerally that this was not something I had gone through before. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it just, it, it immediately, which is why I went an untraditional route, right? Right. right. Um, you were looking so, for anyway. those answers. Yes. I'm looking for something to soothe my spirit, not my yes. mind, not my consciousness, maybe not even my unconsciousness. For right. however that's tied into spirituality. It was my soul. It was my energy. It was my spirit. And that's why I specifically sought out things that could help me understand that. Yep. Yep. It's it's funny you say that because I I felt the same way. I was getting to a point where, you know, therapists are supposed to see therapists. And fortunately, I have some of my very close friends are therapists, and I feel like I've inadvertently put that job on them. But I, I've said, okay, <laughs> I need to really seek this out myself. But what I needed was someone who was in tune spiritually. So, mm-hmm. because I felt like, like you, there are answers that we don't get just on our own. Uh, we need right. we need that confirmation from the universe, from God, and and to find kind of that truth that what we're searching for. So I I found someone who's considered, she's considered a spiritual director. And that role actually originated in the Catholic Church years ago. But now, yeah, yeah, it's coming back now. So what what we do, and this will be really interesting to you, especially coming from a Catholic tradition, we sit there, we don't really talk about what's going on in my life, which is so crazy. Because I was like, I want to talk about it. Um, But what she does is she takes a passage from Scripture and it's usually in a different translation that I haven't really heard, an English translation, but it's, you know, described differently. And she reads it three times. 
And then she tells me to sit there in silence and tell me what God is speaking to me about it. I have to get in tune with what is God saying to me about it. Sunny, it is the most mind-blowing experience. We, we do this for an hour. And I look at a scripture that I may have heard a thousand times and and what I will get from it by figuring out what words resonate with me. What is God saying to me about this and what's going on in my life right now? I get all of the answers. And sometimes I get questions that I need to then bring back to God between sessions and sit in that silence and wait for those answers. Sometimes they come during that time. Sometimes they come in other forms. I'll I'll see a reading or um, I'll have a conversation with a person or I'll see an article or something. Because I, I think that oftentimes in religious settings, we limit the ways that God can speak to us, but he uses everything. Absolutely mm-hmm. everything. Oh, I think that's, I need to get her info because I want to do like a virtual session with her. I would love that. She's because awesome. I mean, if I'm being totally honest and I have to wonder if other people feel this way mm. and I, I'm open, I know people are going to criticize me. I, the Bible does not do much to comfort me most mm. of the time mm-hmm. um, on its own. You know, it is Bible in context. It is scripture in context. It is scripture in discussion, maybe that opens that up for me in a different way. But um, you know, like I said, even being someone who's read it cover to cover and understands it logically, I and this is why I think people are migrating away from specific religious traditions because unless you do what she did, you make a deliberate attempt to humanize the scripture or to help people understand what it's easy to just wrote, you know, like you said, wrote, repeat what right. you know the Ten Commandments are. What yep. it, it's easy, but you really have to work to find that connection. And I I think that's been a struggle for me too, is like really seeing it in action. Yep. And I I can understand that because there are times that I read the Bible and I'm like, um, okay. What? Yeah. (laughs) And and there are other times, and this now in my spiritual journey is more the case. I read the Bible and it's exactly what I need to hear. It's almost like God is giving me a message specifically. But what came first was my connection with God. Right. right, it, right. It's, well, maybe that's what I need to do is nurture that first. Yes, yes. And then, um, you know, this book is going to help that I'm, that I'm going to send you, my devotional book. It puts things in perspective. It actually, it makes that word come alive and become relevant to what you're going through. And every person I've sent this book has said, I can't even tell you how this was exactly what I needed to read on that day. Wow. It, it's been crazy. Yeah. Okay. I need to, I need to read it then because I need a fresh perspective for sure. Mm. And I'm willing to like put it out there and admit that I definitely need that. Can I tell you a story about astrology? Yes, please. Okay. Oh my gosh. That was a whole other thing. This is now this I'm like majorly into. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. Okay. So in the East India, you know, all our South Asian cultures, astrology is huge and especially in the Hindu tradition, but it has gotten conflated in some ways culturally. It has become Im- Im- embedded into the culture of being South Asian. Now, we as Christians don't go by astrology, but that was kind of a a confusing message to me growing up because the way they do astrology, it's almost like astronomy in in Mm -hmm. India and Sri Lanka and those cultures because we look at the star patterns, right? And it's not like the horoscope astrology that we read in like glamour, you know? It's it's literally a science. So they know things and they they do things and they they find out things that are that are really maybe we're not supposed to know you know maybe we're not supposed to know because it will create a lot of anxiety so so I'll tell you what happened with my grandfather my grandfather 
very wise man, deeply, deeply faithful Christian. Um, and that's also unusual in a South Asian culture because we're predominantly Hindu and Buddhist, right. sometimes Muslim if you're in India um, and some of the other South Asian countries. But he was very into astrology and he had his charts drawn up. He knew how to draw up charts as a Christian and then found out that at some point in his life, his wife and daughter would die. So, um, and that happened. And that happened. So after that happened, he oh said, I'm not going to do this anymore. There are certain things that I, I don't need to know. And then really just kind of trusted God in, I'm going to know what I need to know at the time I need to know right. it if I stay connected to God. And there's certain right. things I don't need to know. So after that, he married my grandmother, and then they had five kids, one of which was my mother. So anyway, we knew that this was his background. And what we didn't know is he still had information for the rest of his life. When he died, we found a notebook that he had written the day he was going to die, how old he would be. And we knew that he knew because before he died, he started doing things for my grandmother that he normally wouldn't do. Like she's a diabetic and she loved chocolate and he was always monitoring her diet. He would never give her chocolate. Started buying her all this chocolate <laughs> because she oh he, he knew she loved it. And the way and he, he wanted to do something nice yes, for her. Yeah, before he died. <gasps> and other things like that, but he ended up dying um, at the age he knew he was going to die. He died of a heart attack. And so it wasn't, you know, very, it was natural causes. So, but he, the one thing he always said to us, okay, there is this, this uh, method, and the stars do have information, but we worship a God that's bigger than the stars, and eventually that oh, is what led his life, cry. you know, and who has the power I mean, to change things. So, um, so what are your thoughts on that, then, Nero? Because I do, you know, going into these different methods, yep. I was repeatedly told, you know, there is such thing as free will. But when yep. I hear a story like your grandfather's, right. to me, it seemed like the stars or the whatever supersede that. So what do you think is the ultimate sort of decider of what happens? Is it indeed all written in the stars or can we change that? Because I hear something like that and I think, oh my gosh, yeah. well, then it sounds like it's decided for us. You know, it's so interesting. And that is a um, an ageless question. I feel like, is it free will or you know, are we predetermined, predestined? I do think the day you're born and the day you die is predestined. I do think that that's, that's something that God knows that God has ordained. But I do think we have a lot of free will in between those two days. And, and I, I feel like God knows what we're going to choose. And I feel like he can, he can intervene in those plans. And if we mm -hmm. invite him into that journey, he will lead us along. And I do think there's nothing that we do that can't be redeemed. So say we, say we make a choice and it goes badly. I do feel like if we bring that back to God, if we connect with God, that that can be used for a purpose and it can be used for our good. But if we don't make those choices to connect spiritually, those things can seem like a waste of our time in our life and and we may not find purpose in it. So I do think we have a lot of freedom to choose. I do. But I do think there's certain things like the day you're born, the day you die, that that may be predestined. That's That is my feeling. I don't feel like I mean, I say that I don't feel like we can know it, but I do think my grandfather knew it. I don't know if he knew the exact day he was going to die, but he certainly knew the year because we saw it written down. 
Well, I was introduced to this concept of birth charting and mm. knowing specific times because my best friend from college is Indian. She's from New Delhi. Okay, right. And, you know, yes. so they lived or had very close contact with a personal family astrologer. She told me this, and as a Catholic, my mind was blown. I was like, oh my God, so you know all the secrets. Um, we laughed about it quite a bit, actually, because she was like, you know, there was there's so much more nuance to it. Sure. So being aware that this was a tradition in some faiths really has sparked my curiosity for a long time. And frankly, it was a big reason why I even felt comfortable doing this yep. at, because again, and we kept things pretty traditional. She, she did pull cards and didn't tell me and okay. they were all, thank God, very positive, but I was like, okay, we need to not anymore. <laughs> I don't want any more cards. I just want <laughs> no. But you know, her reading of my birth chart was very, very accurate down yep. to things that I experienced as a child. Um, we talked, um, about, I'm a Libra, I'm a cusp baby. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm all air ideas exploding forth with ideas and energy and blah, blah, blah. And she explained to me the importance of being around people who can ground me better. And, um, it's interesting because she said, I see a very strong Leo, like masculine Leo and my husband's a Leo. I mean, things about my childhood that were very spot on. Yeah. Um, so it was just a really fascinating experience. I might leave that there now. Yeah. Um, although, I, you know, I'm interested in speaking with astrologers as kind of like a general look ahead. I would, we're going to try to bring her back on my show and talk about world kind of politics and geopolitics and the right. future and that kind of stuff. Because I, I, you know, to me in a broader sort of scope, that's interesting, right? Yeah. I do hear stories like a grandfather's and it really compels me to sort of rein it in and just, yep. I mean, it was interesting. It was very valuable information and I will, um, you know, she, I, I kept it. I got the, the birth chart, you know, graphics. So I always know like what's what it doesn't really, I don't understand it very much, but I can probably bring it out to someone who does. It was insanely accurate for who I am as a person and defining me. I, I so believe that, that. that was crazy. And and mm -hmm. I don't have the same resistance to it as many Christians because it was part of my Eastern culture growing up. But what I will say is, like I said before, I feel like you know, God is bigger than that and God can change things. Yeah. And maybe he knew what our decisions would be and, and therefore, you know, it's reflected in the star pattern or whatever it is. It's, I don't, I think there was a designer behind it. So let's, let's put it that way. Um, yeah. You know, maybe God knew that I was needing it. I mean, God, he does, I'm sure. Or she, or it, you know, right. whatever God is to people. Gender like, neutral. Probably. Yeah. Pro <laughs> yeah exactly. I always like to think that if we're going to stick to gender norms, it's, it's probably a woman, but you know, right. That's just right. Me, you know, creator and maintainer of all the chaos. It sounds like a mom to me. It's but <laughs> either way. I love that. I love that. Um, I, I like to think that, I mean, that God is aware of this struggle and, yeah. and supports this path of discovery, knowing I'm going to stay on, I'm going to stay on a pretty tight path. But, you know, I, I never, like to close my sense of discovery off to other processes and other things, because I think there is value and beauty in all religious sure. traditions. And I don't think that just because I'm a Catholic, I have a ticket to heaven and other people are wrong. I really don't. I think there's danger in thinking that our way is the best way. I think that there's good and bad things about every religion and how we choose to incorporate our chosen religion is what makes us a good or godly person, not mm. the fact that we are A, B, or C. I I feel like, and having a family that's half Hindu, I have seen how beautiful people 
from other religious can be, and also how, how Christ-like when they don't even know Christ, you know? So, and even more so than many of us Christians, I, for me, I definitely believe in the sacrifice of Jesus. I feel like if there were like a thousand other ways, I don't know why he'd have to go through that. But I, but I will say, I don't think it's my job to judge who's going to be in heaven or not. You know, I feel like, I feel like we're all going to be really surprised when we get there who absolutely who is there with us right so that's kind of how i navigate that issue and i i believe my whole family will be there so i um all these questions sunny all these questions but i know i know no matter what the path of discovery is that you go back to god and bring these questions to god and he'll lead you through it i i'm certain of that oh i could cry thank you yeah i do (laughs) Oh, I'm gonna cry. I do think that's gonna happen. It's been a really trying. We we spoke before this interview. It's been a really trying time for me personally. Mm. So I have faith. Yes. You know that's the important part, and that mm. you know this will this will sort, and um, you know it'll be with God. So and not only yes. that, it's going to be used for a purpose in your life. It will. And and even as we talked, you're a journalist. I mean, empathy is huge for a journalist, right? Yeah. It's huge. I have, I have, I have crippling empathy, I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> you're an empath then. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. I'm yeah, not, you know, not. and I, and going back to astrology, I attribute that to being an Aries. I'm a little bit insensitive. But um, <laughs> well, it's probably good for your profession that you don't get too emotional about it. You boundaries, know? boundaries. But but I yeah. do believe that whatever is going on right now is going to only further you in your purpose. And God is closer than you think. I mean, I think this conversation is evidence of that. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's your gift to me. I'm the way that and manner that we met is just very mm. fortuitous. And yes. like this conversation is a gift to just speak to somebody who is, I don't know. I just, I feel guided by your words in general. And like, I, I love listening to your podcast and, and just the sense of peace and hope that you speak with. It's like a gift to so many people. So I'm just grateful Aww. that we connected. And, um, you know, I turn to you for, for calm and peace in my life. So I'm just really, really grateful that we were able to connect because I do think this is just something else that needed to happen for me to open up a little more and, mm. and move on. So Sunny, thank you for those words. That means the world to me. It does. And and you mean the world to me. And I'm so grateful for our friendship that has evolved, you know, from a um, an Instagram connection, right? So, <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> One of like the best things that ever happened to social media is like me meeting you. Everything else, Aww. like, you know, there's just, uh, there's a lot of craziness on social media, but I, I find the good in it and, and you're part of the good for sure. Thank you. Thank you. And I will, I will send you that book and I'm curious to, to hear how it speaks to you. Yes. Yes, yep. please do. And I, I would love to chat back with you and have you on my show to like, kind of dig through it with me when absolutely. that happens. So. Absolutely. Well, know that I'm wishing you peace. I'll be praying for you and for your family. And just day by day, day by day, my friend. Thank you, Nero. Big, big hugs and big love to oh, you. To you too. I just loved that conversation. I loved what I learned about Sunny. I loved to know what she was going through and to be able to stand with her in just that one moment And I look forward to seeing where her journey goes and how God shows up for her. The one thing I'm so grateful for is that we have a God that allows us to ask questions, that allows us to explore. 
but he walks with us along that journey. And if we're really looking for him, I believe that we will find him and we will find parts of ourself that we never knew existed. We will experience things about ourselves, about our life, about our connection to God that we didn't know was possible. And that is the beauty of this faith life. So this is my Wednesday, and I normally talk about faith on Sundays, but it just seems so appropriate in having this conversation with Sunny today. So I hope it was helpful to you. I hope you have a great week. Be well, live full, stay curious, and I'll be back soon. Thanks for listening today. And if you have a second, go on the Apple Podcast app and rate this podcast. I want to know what you liked and what you didn't like and what you want more of. And connect with me. I'd love to hear from you on any of my social media at Nero Feliciano, the incidental therapist on Facebook and Nero Feliciano on Instagram. And you can also connect with me through my website, Nero Feliciano. So until the next time, have a great day, be well and live full.